The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello, I'm your host, Peter Strachan. Welcome to this Stockhead Rock Yarn. Today, we're delighted to welcome Metgasco's chairman, Phil Amory, into the studio to gain some insight into the company's recent acquisition of a renewable hydrogen production technology, as well as to review progress on field development and gas marketing programs for the Cooper Basin's discovery in uh, Vale and the Odin fields. Welcome, Philip. Medgasco has agreed to a staged approach to buy the Patriot hydrogen business, which aims to produce fuel, biochar, and carbon credits by pyrolysis of organic waste. Can you outline the steps involved in this purchase agreement and give us an outline on to how you see the technology developing? Certainly, Peter, and thanks very much for, for, for having me here. And I'm obviously standing in for our Managing Director Ken Aitken, who's taken some well-earned leave back in uh, his homeland of Scotland. So uh, thanks, for, thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, look, we're very excited and very pleased to have made the, the staged acquisition, as announced, of Patriot Hydrogen. Um, uh, look, we, we have a, uh, completed an extensive due diligence on the company and its assets. It's an early stage company. But unlike a, a lot of renewable or, 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 or biofuels businesses, it, it has a uh, initial commissioning plant that's a matter of months away from first revenue, a well-established technology partnership from a, a leading regional uh, EPC contractor who is committed uh, to, to that business uh, for this market. Uh, we've visited the site, we've seen the operation, uh, we understand the next steps on civils and construction very well. And so we believe we substantially de-risk an entry into what is a very uh, attractive opportunity for the business and one that does provide Magasco with a really substantial and significant beachhead into renewables and into uh, sustainable future fuels. Uh, so as you said, uh, the, the key, um, I guess, uh, outputs from this particular product are, are obviously a biochar, effectively a dense hydrogen or hydrogen-enriched uh, gas, and obviously Australian qualifying carbon credits um, subject to qualification through that program, which we think is important given the fact that like most natural gas producers uh, in Central Australia, we do have some carbon dioxide uh, byproduct uh, from our gas production. So the staged acquisition, as, as put forward in the announcement, comprises initially a, a fairly de minimis um, financial contribution by Magasco to provide Patriot with funding to effectively bring the gasifier and project into Australia, clear customs and start and commence civils. We then are making a further modest equity investment of approximately $750,000. And then based upon certain further conditions precedent, which do include full commercial commissioning and the achievement of the pre-agreed cash flow targets and other milestones, we will complete a, a roll-up of the company through a script issuance at a valuation of approximately $5.9 million net of those available payments as outlined. Okay. So what are going to be the aims of your plan test program once the equipment's on site and running? You know, how, how will the Patriot production unit uh, function? Sure. Well, obviously, as announced in the attaching presentation to, to Magasco's ASX market announcement, uh, the Kilto uh, number one site in, in the Kimberleys in Western Australia is, is certainly not a test project. Um, it's been fully scoped. 
Uh, there's been all work done previously by our EPC contractor and technology partners on um, palliative value of the, the biomass feedstock, testing done on the gas output, uh, and the team that is working with ourselves and Patriot on deployment, you know, have installed multi-megawatt projects of a similar nature in other jurisdictions. So uh, it's certainly not a trial or a test. Um, we expect the unit to be uh, producing revenue by January, February of next year and uh, subject to meeting those CPs, uh, making material contribution of effort in the best goes in the bottom line in financial year 2020. Yeah, so at the scale of this unit, what would be the sort of ballpark revenue potential for each processing unit and how much will each uh, processing module cost to build and install? Sure, well, I, I'm not sure the exact details of, of the Kilo One project have been disclosed, but uh, you know, I can disclose that we're talking uh, low single millions of dollars uh, per unit uh, and payback is less than three years. So very, very material IRRs. Um, as announced, the the uh, MOU between Kimberley Clean Energy and Patriot, of which McGasco obviously stands to be a beneficiary for the transaction, um, has provision for up to 75 additional units to provide remote power solutions, uh, both uh, on uh, properties and locations adjacent to Kilto and, and other locations in northwest Western Australia and Northern Territory. So it is a highly scalable business. Um, the initial gasifier install is what we've described as a modular solution. It's certainly not a containerized solution or a um, uh, or a plug and play. Uh, it does require um, civils and, and, and local construction slabs to be poured and so on and so forth. It's not a mobile uh, unit of any, of any particular type. Uh, yeah. But certainly the uh, the units uh, do have the ability to generate immediate diesel substitution in situ. And so, given the uh, yeah. direction of diesel prices, particularly in remote locations. The economics are pretty compelling. Yeah, so it's a, you're basically substituting for diesel to produce power, and for which you get paid, and and you will also get paid what for the biochar and the carbon credits. Yeah, there is a market. Obviously, biochar is, is a, a soil additive and improver, increases soil carbon content, and the generation cycle of these these biomass units is effectively a, you know, a, a negative carbon cycle, uh, given the uh, given the uh, additive of biochar to agricultural soils, each cycle of power generation does actually have effectively a negative uh, carbon impact uh, on, the, on the atmosphere. Yeah. So uh, we believe there will be the ability to qualify for Australian act use uh, through the program, uh, and that should provide Megasco with an attractive hedge, given the fact that any company like us that has natural gas production has to take into account a, a long-term expectation of robust carbon pricing in the future. Yeah. So in this case, I think the organic waste is a, a sort of feral uh, plant that's uh, on a on a on a farm. There, it, what what type of organic waste can be used in this uh, unit? Yeah, I'm happy to talk about Kyoto One. I've, I've I've been here and, and, and seen the feedstock. I wouldn't call it a feral plant. It's it's effectively uh, it's an Australian native acacia, but it is it is actually an invasive species in that part of the world. So uh, you have a situation uh, in the Kimberleys where there are what are known as almost acacia deserts, monocultures, where due to a lack of traditional owner burning and, and uh, maintenance of vegetation, uh, acacia, which is a very, very fast-growing uh, invasive type of um, you know, three to six metre uh, bush or tree, um, grows rampantly in the area and effectively removes uh, traditional savannah grassland and, and other, uh, other uh, flora diversity in the area. 
So initially, uh, the Kilto project, the feedstock has been the result of necessary clearing of acacia for fence lines and other civil works, uh, which has built up a nearly two-year supply. And there's a long-term program to enable natural regeneration and harvesting of this product uh, in the form of an, in the form of a biomass waste uh, in order to feed the gasifier. So we're certainly not going to be felling native forestry uh, or, or, or clearing um, or clearing uh, uh, bushland as such. The actual ecology is fascinating. Um, restoring savanna grassland and removing a level of an invasive acacia actually has enormous benefits for biodiversity and enormous benefits for captured soil carbon, as well as dramatically lifting the water table. And I've I've seen the impact of that very nice. It's really quite an impressive program. So has this type of unit been uh, tested on other types of organic waste? Absolutely, yes. And, and there are units of a very similar yep. type operating on different feedstocks, particularly in Southeast Asia and other parts of Australia. Uh, I'm not sure whether there has been a unit of this exact type deployed in the Kimberley, but certainly there's been a significant testing program on the feedstock to be used. Uh, and that material has certainly passed muster uh, at the technology demonstration level. Um, so there is still commissioning risk, of course, yeah. of the project, but we're, we're confident this is not a science experiment. And in any event, Megastar is only uh, obviously committed to the purchase uh, once we achieve um, commercial success. It's not simply technical success. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very cautious uh, uh, entrance, and I think it's going to be interesting for investors and shareholders to uh to uh, watch the progress over the first half of next year as the, the plant kicks in. One thing that's very, very important to stress is uh, that we see the acquisition of Patriot as the opportunity to build a, a significant and viable second stream of activity to the business. Um, it's not a pivot to renewables for its own sake. We genuinely believe that there's the opportunity for Magasco to be a, yeah, a two-fuel producer and to have a, a leg in both ways. Yeah, so it's quite an exciting acquisition and very cautiously approached as well. So, Philip, uh, can you update us on the current development status of Metgasco's Valley and Odin gas resources? And when will gas uh, begin to flow? What's the expected date of commissioning? Yeah, Peter, uh, ha- happy to. Obviously, given that we are in joint venture with, with, uh, with, with Bridgeport uh, and, uh, and Vintage Energy acting as operator, I, I'm I can only really you know, speak from the Gasco's perspective, but certainly uh, uh, can refer shareholders to both our announcements and those of Vintage Energy, the operator. So the operator has has reconfirmed current expectations are first gas uh, in October, probably toward the end of October. That is subject to certain key deliverables. Uh, there are supply chain risks for that, um, but we believe they're under yeah. control. Uh, stage two of the completion program, uh, testing of the testing of the wells. Uh, has now been successfully completed as per our announcement of, 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 of approximately a week ago. So yeah, first gas is expected imminently. Um, the commercials are in place, as you shareholders would know. We have a prepay agreement with AGL um, for the next two, couple of years, uh, delivering obviously uh, approximately 12.5 terajoules a day um, through to AGL. Uh, and we have announced that we have already commenced uh, concept engineering studies for the tie-in of the Odin discovery, which is at resource, not reserve stage. But there has been successful discovery and flow tests there, so we would expect the reserve certification subject to completion of those studies and completion of that program, uh, which will enable us to deliver uncontracted gas to the East Coast. And, and as your listeners will be aware, 
If one reads the ACCC reports on the gas market, um, we expect that uncontracted gas to enjoy a very significant premium both to the, the valuation of our gas under the current prepay, um, but also obviously to prices that have been potentially achieved by other operators over recent years. Yeah. So given the prepay agreement uh, that you have in place, uh, what's the company's current funding position and uh, was the total development then funded by this uh, prepay or did you have to uh, add additionals? Well, as shareholders would know, the company has undertaken a capital raising earlier this year. Uh, there's no imminent plans to do a further capital raising at this time. Uh, the company will probably need some additional capital to complete the tie-in of Odin when we complete engineering studies for that purpose. Um, what I can say at the moment is that the joint venture is uh, uh, fairly well provisioned financially. And so when the uh, gas starts to flow, uh, do we have any uh, public data about you know, what the expected revenue for the company might be budgeted from the projects both together? Yeah, look, I'm not in a position to make obviously forward-looking statements, um, you know, but to suffice to say yep. our financial modelling does indicate that the, the on-gas flow from Bali going into 2023 uh, yeah, the business will certainly enjoy a, a, a healthy and robust positive revenue stream from the joint venture. Um, there are discussions occurring within the joint venture, of course, as to you know budgets and, and plans for the coming years, how best to exploit the very substantial resource we, we have there across both the Valley and Odin fields. Um, what I can say is that we're certainly committed to doing some further development work on Odin, where we had a very successful discovery of Odin 1, and we'd be fools not to further develop that resource and look to exploit increased production there given the dynamics of the current gas market. But I think shareholders can have some comfort that the days of Magasco uh, needing to raise money you know, on a semi-regular basis to advance exploration and development drilling uh, may well be behind us. Yeah. Uh, certainly the, the company is expecting you know, a robust positive cash flow in the coming several years. And what do you think the uh, the gas uh, production rate is going to be, um, firstly from Vale and then when you get Odin tied in? Look, it's probably more of a technical question for our, for our engineers and for the chair, to be, to be perfectly frank, Peter, but um, the best advice that I have is that our operator is confident uh, of meeting the AGL contract expectations from the Bali field, Bali 1, 2 and 3, post the yep. completion of, of, of stage 2 of the program, as announced approximately a week ago. Uh, and it's certainly the Gasco's intention to support the joint venture accelerating the delivery of any excess gas we can get through that Valley production hub from Odin uh, as quickly as humanly possible. Um, we'd love to uh, address yeah. uh, the very high current gas markets, which are expected, frankly, to remain elevated for many years to come, uh, and therefore uh, getting that gas out of the ground at Odin and in the pipe is our number one priority. And I should point out that uh, obviously, I should point out that the completion of the AGL prepay, which is only 26, 2026, of course, um, that gas is all up for uh, recontracting renegotiation as well. So we're not locked into any sort of long-term lower price uh, with our prepay partner. We're yeah. very grateful for AGL support. They provided funding to the project, and um, they're getting gas at a fair price that reflects that cost of funding. Yeah. So uh, Medgasco has a number of other targets in the Cooper Basin, both for gas and for oil to the north. Is, is the company currently planning any additional exploration work, seismic work or uh, drill testing of these targets through 23 and 24? Uh, nothing specifically planned right now in Bali, um, certainly for 23. 
Again, we are in internal discussions, as always occur in the joint venture. Um, and our managing director, I think, previously on one of your interviews, people has just talked about the uh, what we call the string of pearls strategy. There is, there's obviously a number of very attractive targets uh, on ATP 2021, uh, and indeed uh, over the border in 211 as well. Uh, but certainly, from from our perspective, or from my perspective as chair, we believe it's probably appropriate for Magasco. Uh, to look at building balance sheet through, through, through banking revenues rather than getting too aggressive on central exploration right now. We're certainly not walking away from the assets in any sense. Uh, the resources and the targets there will, will not go away. And we've now secured those, uh, those leases with production, of course, uh, which, which is commencing imminently. Uh, but certainly I think shareholders, you know, should not expect us to be, uh, um, uh, aggressively raising capital to spend it on further exploration over the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah, it sounds like uh, the company is going to be in a very happy position through 23 and 24 um, with the cash flow into the balance sheet, and that will give you a, uh, a good war chest if opportunities uh, come along during that period. So uh, is there anything else on the, on the horizon, uh, Phil, that we should be looking for? Yeah, Peter, to your previous comment, look, I don't want to get ahead of myself or get ahead of ourselves. Um, certainly, uh, uh, we are very committed to maximising shareholder returns as long-term Magasco shareholders would be aware. The company has a, I think, a, a, a proud history of returning value to shareholders. We've done both cash returns and in specie um, capital returns uh, over the last several years. And we, we certainly have an aspiration to get a dividend out to shareholders at the earliest practical opportunity uh, from free cash flow. Uh, the uh, other thing I can say, again, without, without I guess, uh, jumping the gun too far, is that we have been um, pleasantly surprised with both the volume and quality of uh, inbound corporate inquiry uh, as a result of our announcement of our uh, um, addition of a renewable stream to our business. Uh, and I think you know, yes. watch this space because this uh, has the potential to uh, add quite significant uh, activity uh, to, to Magasco's um, corporate and operational future. Yeah, it certainly adds ESG uh, credentials to the company, which makes the, um, from an investment point of view, much more attractive. To, to, your, to, your, to your point, Peter, of course, um, yes, the company does remain a, a, a maintain an active new business focus. Uh, and there are other assets and opportunities that the company uh, you know, continues to evaluate. And of course, uh, as and when any of those reach an announcing point, uh, we bring those to market. Well, thank you, Philip, for coming in today to the Stockhead Rock Yarn. And we look forward to the imminent announcement of gas flowing to customers and the ongoing developments uh, with your Patriot hydrogen business into 2023 so thanks once again for coming in and talking to investors on stock edge rocker peter thank you time always a pleasure Cheers.